0: Going guys, this is guys? Uh, this is completely random. I am sitting in the Melbourne airport waiting to board my flight up to the Gold Coast uh, for the Gold Coast Marathon this weekend and I've had a man on the ground up there today, Chris Armstrong, absolute legend. He's uh, been doing some work for me for Tell Me Your Tales and an absolute massive fan of running and we were lucky enough to get a pass to the media press conference and a bit of time with Jess Trengrove before her half marathon this weekend, so I'm trying to put a bit of a quick show together, you can hear the TV going in the background and um, probably the guy sitting a few seats away from me blowing his nose, but um, it's going to be pretty sketchy, this part of it, but I'm really looking forward to sharing you some of the content that Chris got today, I listened to some of it on the drive from Echuca to Melbourne in the car towards the airport and um, Chris did a great job, some great questions and um, yeah, got some really good audio. So. I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, completely random. I never thought I'd be sitting in an airport recording an introduction for a podcast. But um, yeah, hopefully it brings you some kind of value. And enjoy this show, pre-Gold Coast Marathon, Elite Press Conference, and 20 Minutes with Jess Trengrove. Cheers, guys. Fundamental principle in
3: Buddhism.
4: If uh, you're not sitting and you want to grab a seat, now's the time to do it. Welcome everybody, good to be here for an exciting weekend, nice to catch up with lots of uh, familiar faces, so welcome back to the Gold Coast, if it's your first time here, welcome to paradise, that's what we like to call it, and I'm sure you'll find it's like that over the next couple of days. Um, just as an introduction, while you're taking your seats, I think we've got a, a video that we're going to show. So, right, we've got a video. No video. Okay, we'll get straight into it then. This is the. I can run up and down, but you probably don't want to see that. So, that's the. It's the only live video for the day. Um, great to have everybody here. Thanks for the media who have turned up, our special guests, our overseas athletes, our elite athletes, our ambassadors and partners and friends. It's always nice to have you uh, back on the Gold Coast. Thanks for attending. Um, this is the 39th running of the Gold Coast Airport Marathon and I think it's one of the most beautiful courses in the world. I've been fortunate enough to run it a number of times and it is just a beautiful place to run and the race precinct up at the Broadwater parklands just what a fantastic place to to start and finish, and that's where it all happens. So I'm sure we'll see you up there tomorrow and Sunday. And it's gold label for the fourth year. We have the uh, honour of being a gold label event, which is a credit to the organisers and uh, certainly recognition for being one of the best marathons in the world. And you don't get that easily. You've got to have a lot of um, standards to be met. We congratulate the organisers for having uh, that gold label stage again this year. Um, some of the races that all kicks off tomorrow with the Southern Cross 10k I think all the ambas, we've got some member who's running the 10k tomorrow Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. look at those excited ambassadors over there so uh, they'll be running we'll all be there for the Southern Cross University's 10k kicking off the weekend then the star Gold Coast 5.7 K challenge where my son Matthew's running over there so the next generation coming through and then in the Zespri 2 and 4k junior dashes we may have some troops running even I'm not sure if the troops are running but I think they may be running in that event and then on Sunday the big day the distance races: the Gold Coast Airport Marathon of course over so the 42.195k distance incorporating the IAAF Oceania Area Marathon Championships, the Asics Half Marathon and the Wheelchair Marathon And our event is organised by Events Management Queensland, a major events management company, wholly owned by the Queensland Government. Um, We're going to introduce uh, our wheelchair competitors, a couple of them we have here today. Uh, Both Richards. Richard Nicholson, number 103. Come on up, Richard. And Richard Coleman. Yeah, give him a round of applause. Thank you. Both Australian wheelchair competitors. They'll receive their bid numbers from Kerry. Stay there, guys. Might have a chat. I'll come down. Oh, showing my old age. How you going, Richard? Good to see you. I saw you this morning at at Brecky and said you've been on a holiday, mate.
5: Yeah, uh, my preparation's a bit um, uh, halted this year. uh, My brother got married in Vancouver a couple of weeks ago, so it was lovely to be over there on holidays, but I'm probably going to suffer for it on Sunday a little bit. Right.
4: So you're not in you're not in quite as good a shape as you're hoping. Uh, not as good as last year, anyway. That's right. right. Okay. You have won this twice before, so you know the the course and the roads pretty well. Yeah,
5: I think I've either done the half or the full here. Oh, I've only missed two years since about 2003 or four, so I'm fairly mm-hmm. familiar with the course. What brings you back? What do you love about the event? Uh, I'm from Canberra, uh, <laughs> in July, and it's a good excuse to get out of there in July. No, it's a fantastic course. Fantastic for the wheelchairs. It's straight. It's flat. And, um,
4: you know, the they organised brought on a great show, so it's great to come back every year. I think Deke might have tweeted, it was it minus six in Canberra, I think, tomorrow or this morning? So probably, in comparison, you're happy to be here, I'm sure, Richard. Oh, no, it was
5: a very lovely morning pushing around in yeah. Broadbeach and having work this
4: morning, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we look forward to seeing you out on the course. And Richard, Richard number two, Richard Coleman. Welcome, Richard. You're also from, um, from Colder Climbs, so... And you're more noted for your track performances, so is it difficult for you to
6: add the extra distance out to the marathon? Yeah, I'm stepping back up to the marathon after a two-year break uh, to focus on Rio for the 800. So back up, and where I like is the marathon, and it's my first time here, so looking forward to a a really great race. And uh, thank you to the sponsors for having us and the race organisers, because it's great to be here out of the cold winter.
4: Now you two guys get on pretty well, don't you? So do you ask this Richard about the course or does he go, no, I'm not telling you, mate, I've got to race against you on Sunday?
6: Yeah, we actually shared on the Premier team for about 10 years. So uh, <laughs> we went to all the Premier together and shared. So yeah, we've, uh, it's my first time, so I'll be quizzing about all the corners, all the finishes and stuff. So we'll hopefully make it into a great race and uh, see what happens on Sunday. And what time would you predict?
4: I always love to know the wheelies times. What, what, roughly what time you're working on.
6: Uh, who knows? I just want to finish. Um, <laughs> get to the finish in one piece and we'll see what happens. And uh, One of the guys I coach is actually doing his first marathon as well from Melbourne, so Campbell will be there, so we'll see if we can help him as much as possible. Yeah, but
4: you roll, you might be up to 30 or 40k in
6: some parts of the course. Uh, downhill, hopefully, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so, we'll wow, try and notion. go to 25 to the 60 second 400 pace up to about 48 second 400 pace is what we'll try and sit between. Right. Easy when you
4: say it, so... We'll love to see you out on the course. So thanks for making the effort to come up, and hope you have a good race on Sunday. Thanks, That's Richards. Nice. Thank, Thank you. our wheelies, Richard Coleman, Richard Nicholson. Thanks very much, guys. It's great to have the wheelies here. We look forward to watching them run on on Sunday. Wheel on Sunday morning. Um, Kerry mentioned we've got legends here, <laughs> absolute legends. One of the one of the um, greatest That's athletes we've ever had here in Australia, Benita Willis four-time Olympian, won the World Cross Country. I, I never thought I'd see the day when we had a female or a male winner of the World Cross Country, and we've certainly got one of the legends to join us to present the female um, bibs today. Would you please make welcome Benita Willis? Good, yeah,
7: good. I went to a uh, film festival last night
4: with uh, some of the some running stories, so it was pretty
7: cool to do that the night before coming here. Oh, did you get any inspiration? Oh, yeah, yeah, but um, a lot more
4: inspiration being here. <laughs> you, are, you are an ambassador. We caught up in Mackay oh, a few weeks ago, about a month ago, and um, so you obviously, you love going to events. I mean, we, we went out to a couple of the runs there, Park Run, and then yeah. we ran a new paste one of the groups up there as well. So is that something you enjoy doing?
7: Yeah, sure, I mean, when I was competing, and everyone here that's competing knows what it's like, like, you just really see the hotels, you compete, um, and you have to do everything for yourself, and um, I've really enjoyed, like, helping other people with their running and pacing them, and yeah, it was kind of really cool, because Steve um, I, I was there pacing as well, but I had some guy from Townsville sitting on me and I was pacing a 145 half marathon and he was basically sitting on me the whole way but he was so like thankful and it's just really cool to be able to do that for people and and just to meet so many people that love the sport as much as you do as well. So yeah, it's been fun. Um, Yeah, but I still enjoy running heaps, yeah.
4: And you'll be doing the 10k, the Southern Cross University's 10k tomorrow morning. Will you... Will you run that hard or will you just run along and chat to a few people?
7: Yeah, I think some ladies have asked me to pace 60 minutes, so I think I can pace 60. Um, but yeah, no, I've probably just run along, chat to people, um, maybe a mystery motivator kind of thing, I'm not sure. But yeah, I really enjoyed it last year. It's a fantastic event, and um, I, I was never involved when I was an athlete and lived overseas, um, pretty much always overseas at this time of the year. So it is a fantastic thing to have an event like this with so many elite athletes coming to it, as well as Australian elite athletes. As And so it's something that I would have loved to have had when I was still competing, but yeah, I still enjoy it
4: now. So no marathons in the foreseeable future for you. Can we get you back? I always like to get a, you make some some great statement here. Like, yeah. you might, oh, I'd like to come back next year and run, and then we hold you to it. <laughs>
7: um, yeah, no, I'd probably have to get me drunk to be saying you anything like that. Um, but no, I, I'm i thinking, yeah, I'd like to do a marathon at some stage, and if I did another one, it would be in, on the Gold Coast, but um, I am far from being an elite athlete again.
4: <laughs> well, you heard it first, I knew I'd get a scoop here, so you're locked in. So sometime in your life, you are going to run a Gold Coast Airport Marathon? Oh yeah, for sure,
7: yeah, for sure, um, and I still really enjoy running. I run most days. I ran this morning at quarter past five. So I usually run every morning before work and um, it's kind of part of my lifestyle and I never thought when I stopped competing that it would be part of my lifestyle and I stopped running for a while and um, I think you kind of, when you, when you get out of routine, it's really hard to um, focus on other things in your life. So once you're back in a routine, it's just really good to keep it going. So I still jog, I don't run. Probably, I'm nowhere near it, a <laughs> Um But yeah, I still enjoy it. I do a lot of weightlifting as well, which is kind of cool, kind of a bit of a different scene.
4: <laughs> well, we're, we're delighted that you're here to present the um, female bids, yeah. and I'm sure the, the athletes mm-hmm. are delighted to receive them from you as well, Bonita. So we'll get on with it. Okay, now we'll move on to our men's. Big presentation. We do have another ambassador of our our event here, and I think carrie's already mentioned, a real legend of our sport, Rob De Costello, Australian record holder, world champion from 1983, dual Commonwealth champion, an absolute legend. Hi, Rob. How you going, mate?
3: Yeah, good, good. Yeah. You in shape? In shape, yeah. I'm in some sort of shape. <laughs> Not the shape I used to be, but uh, still in some shape. How much running do you do now? Um, I, I run, you know, sort of between twenty and thirty minutes, probably three or four times a week. And then um, on the Saturdays, I have a group of people come over and do a little bit of a hill session. So I end up doing about, you know, sort of up to an hour or so, a few a few easy hills, a bit of a surge and stuff. But um, but you know, it just depends. You know do a lot of travel and, um, and sometimes it fits in, sometimes it doesn't. Not the same, not the same fanatic discipline that I used to have.
4: Right, well you've moved that into it's other areas of your now. life. Yeah, so.
3: Yeah. But you still like getting out for a run? Do you enjoy running? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, love, love getting out in the mornings and uh, yes, just running running through the trails. Uh, and there's still, there's still no better way to keep yourself healthy and fit, uh, both physically and, and mentally, to, to get out and just huff and puff and to to burn up some calories and, uh, and you know, i am just turned 60 so it's getting more and more important for, for us to maintain a healthy active lifestyle and, uh, and running when you're busy is still the best way for you to, to look after yourself. And when you come to
4: a, a function like this, a media event like this, do, you, do people still recognise you, come up and, and chat to you about, you know, some of your past performance, yes. ask you for some advice?
3: Yeah, yeah, look, um, I've been over at the expo a couple of times and uh, had had this lady came up to me and uh, said, oh, you know, I remember watching the Commonwealth Games and whatever, and she said, you haven't changed a bit. So I, I gave her a big hug. <laughs> uh, people are wonderful, It's uh, especially up here in, in Queensland and Brisbane, Gold Coast, uh, the Commonwealth Games, and and next year the Com Games are, are just going to be huge here. Uh, it's it, The sorts of things that... Especially the young teenagers and, and parents who are involved and watching it, uh, they're, they're life-changing memories that you that you have, and and it's great to still you know sort of have people come up to me and and, and remember the good old the, the good times the good old times, um, and, uh, and and that's you know that's a, a a big part of it. So it's all all good, mate. Yeah.
4: And you held the all comers record in Australia for a very long time from Brisbane in in '82 and and that's been improved gradually. What do you think? Why is that? Why did it take so long initially? And then what's happened recently to see us? We, we expect now they're going to run too late here in the men's race. So what's
3: happened? Look, I, I think the marathon, um, because it's so long, you just can't make up time in the second half if you go out too slow in the first half. And, and uh, you need a certain degree of... Um, of arrogance when it comes to running fast times, uh, you never want to disrespect the marathon because it will hurt you. You know, if you go out crazy in that first half, you're going to pay a, a horrible price in the in the, the second half in the last 10k. But but the other side is true as well. If you if you're scared and and you you don't have a real go in that first half, then there's no way you're going to run fast times. And I think you know we're seeing all around the world the the times uh, coming down and getting faster and faster and in the old days you know sort of two seven two eight was a was a, a good time now you've got to be running you know two three two four two five and and that takes um, you know just the splits to run that fast and the, that through that first 10, 15 k you've got to really you know have have a have a real crack and it's that fine balance you know you've got to get out there and you've got to run fast from the gun. But you've also got to be relaxed and calm and, and conserve as much energy so that you've got something left in the tank over that last 10K. And, and a lot of it is the mind, uh, having the self-belief and the, and the, the courage just to, to get out there and have a go. But then that's got to be backed up by the, the fitness and the conditioning as well. And then the, the conditions, um, you know, we know now um, there's a lot of little, little you know, barriers that I think we're, we're starting to break down here. And after the fast times last year, we, we know that this is a fast course. We always thought it was fast, uh, but now we know it. And and I think that mindset has, has started to filter through and a lot of runners coming here to, to get qualifiers and to, to run run PBs and, uh, and you know, have, have a real crack at running some fast times, which is great. Yeah,
4: and just... You talk about arrogance. Imagine you go to the, the race briefing tomorrow, and they just go, "Oh, and by the way, Rob, we've got a couple of paces. We thought we might go through halfway in 59.50, because that's what they're doing now. Talking sub 60 minutes through halfway. Does that blow your mind when you're thinking of we're talking 59s instead of what we, you know, we we're probably running 64, 63s at best through halfway?
3: Yeah. I think so, Stephen. And, and um, you know, you've got to you've got to have that physiological capacity. You know, you've got to have that that the pure body fitness, the heart, lung, and the glycogen, and the efficiencies, and all of those physiological terms to be able to to run that fast. But then you also need that, that mental toughness, and and you really need to to have that self belief and the and the courage and the, and the guts to to have a go. Um, and, and, you know, we've we, you know, obviously seen a, a super-fast, you know, almost sub-two-hour sub marathon just recently. And I think that that has, again, shown a lot of people that physiologically it's possible. You know, we, we, we know that the, that the race was more like a laboratory experiment than, a, than an actual marathon. But, but even a laboratory experiment uh, demonstrates that it is physiologically possible for, for man to run that fast. And and that again is a little bit of a, a breakthrough, and it's you know it's only a matter of time before something similar to that happens in a in a legitimate marathon, um, and and um, you know it'll I think it'll still take a while because you know having pacemakers dropping in and dropping out makes it much so much easier for you to be able to relax and and just you know sort of glide along efficiently. But, uh, but now that we know it's, it's possible, it's it's definitely gonna
4: happen. Oh, I could chat to Rob all day. I love um, I love your insights. It's fantastic knowledge and your experience. And you've been at the top of the tree, and uh, we certainly appreciate your, your insights. We look forward to you presenting the bibs to our top 10 mile runners, and they'd be honored to do so. So thanks for joining us again today, Rob. Welcome back, Kenneth, how are you going? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you back. You're you, you, you're very popular here in Australia. Do you like coming back to the Gold Coast Airport Marathon?
1: Oh yeah, I like What do you like about <laughs> it? Ah, the people here, they are talking very well and they will come back, so I enjoy it. And can you win three in a row? Don't worry about Yuki, he's
4: not listening. Can you win three, three times in a row? Sorry? Can you win three times? Even to four times. Four times? <laughs> yeah. Really, even? How many yeah. more? How old will you be? You'll be 50. Not only my my age, because my marathon is my heart. In my heart. Yes.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, and I think you do. You hold the world record for 43 years old marathon now. Yeah. And it's 2:8. 42. 40, maybe 42. Yeah. Yeah. So can you improve on that? Are you in good shape?
1: Uh, this time I want to do. My target is 2:08. Right. Yeah. Okay. If my friend here will stay cool I can take him to two sub two ten yeah well he might yeah.
4: he might run a personal best yeah for both of you world record personal best dead heat maybe no. we'll call it, we call it we'll, we'll say that you'll come a draw you'll but have a dead heat
1: when you look behind you'll be two kilometre
4: <laughs> I like your confidence. He's a legend. We, we love having you back here, Kath. we love having you here too, Yuki, and we wish you a great race, good conditions, and good running on Sunday. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. As well as that, we also got a little surprise for a little treat for you. We've got four athletes present today who are going to the World Championships with Yuki to run in the marathon in London in four weeks' time. They're all running the ASICS half marathon here. We might get them up for a chat. So we've got Jess Trengove, Josh Harris, Jeff Hunt and Millie Clark with us. Come on up, guys. <laughs> Hi, Jess. How are you? Good to see you. I, I saw Jess in Perth just a couple of weeks ago. It looked like I'm know? seeing all these people everywhere, Just just how it works. But we, we shared a we shared a marathon, didn't we?
2: We did. Yes, it was a lot easier doing it that way.
4: Only she cheeked me. She beat me, so I, <laughs> she cleaned up, and we won only because of Jess. And so we had we had a good day over there. Though. So how are you going?
2: Well, thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, it's just an incredible event, and I've I've really enjoyed listening to the interviews and. The insight. So, uh, looking forward to a good weekend.
4: How's your form? You're obviously going pretty well. You ran well; it's about seventy six minutes for the half in in Perth. And what are you expecting to run here on Sunday?
2: Well, look, my last uh, big hit out over the half marathon was here in 2015, so two years ago. So, I'm really looking forward to just having a crack. We've got an amazing field this weekend, and it'll be a really um, important race in preparation for the Worlds in. Five weeks, so um, a week after the race on Sunday, I'll be heading to Altitude with Josh Harris actually to, um, you know, undertake our final weeks of preparation for the World Champs, and I'm looking forward to uh, this race uh, to help elevate my fitness and just see where I'm at.
4: Yeah, you avoided the question, though. Are you going to run low 70s, or what do you reckon? Because you have ran fast on this course before.
2: Well, my time two years ago was 71.30. If I could get under that, I'd be really happy.
4: Yeah, well, that's certainly what we're looking for. It's a fast course, good conditions, early, 6 o'clock on Sunday morning, I think. So look forward to uh, seeing you ladies run fast. Millie, you up for that? Low 70s? Oh, I don't
8: know. We'll give it a go. (laughs) Except, to excuse
4: my my voice,
8: is a little bit raspy.
4: Well, as I went, I went with Millie to, we raced in um, Hamilton Island a couple of months ago as well, a pretty tough course over there, but beautiful, so a faster, flatter course here, so you pull up well, you're in good shape.
8: Yeah, I'm looking forward to a flat race as opposed to trying to scale a mountain, so it'll be really good to kind of get amongst it and just, um, you know, have some people to run alongside
4: with. You ran up here before?
8: Uh, yes, I've run up here many times. I've done the ten k a few times as well, um, but I, I like the half marathon, um, despite the
4: six a.m. start. Right. So should be a good battle. But you you're looking forward to running fast and and having good head out before the World Championships.
8: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, body's body's good. So um, and plus it'll just be fun to run. You know, with some international competition and you know get amongst it and see see what see what
4: happens. What are you doing? So once you leave here, are you going to altitude? Where will you prepare?
8: Uh, No, I've just come back from altitude, so I'll just stay home and head over to Europe a few weeks earlier and kind of base myself around the Netherlands, somewhere nice and flat and and warm. Um, And yeah, and then hopefully just go well in London.
4: Yeah, we look forward to seeing you out there. I think we've got a really strong uh, couple of teams over there, so it should be a good uh, result for Australia, certainly. If, have a chat to Jeff. How are you going, Jeff? Oh, not
1: too so bad. Not bad?
4: No, yeah. Going on. away on another team? Sorry? Going away on another team? Yeah, get,
1: yeah got, the, got the call up for a uh, second world champ, so hopefully this one will be uh, uh, a better finish than um, what I had in Korea in uh, 2011. So, um, but no, uh, everything's going well, so I'm
4: looking forward to it. So what time were you looked at to run here? Have you ran a half
1: recently? No. No, I actually, if we look, uh, if we look properly, I actually haven't raced since July last year. So, at my in terms of my stuff that I've done properly until very recently when I did Nara. So, sort of been floating in and around. Um, Half I haven't done for a while. So, it's a little bit, a little bit nervous in terms of finding out where I'm at. But it's it's going to give a good indicator in terms of whether or not my marathon is on schedule. So how do you deal with that? You're saying,
4: you sound like you're a bit unsure about how you're going to go. So do you just go in with a positive mindset and go,
1: hey, look, I know I've run, I've run 64 before. I can just do that again. I can say, I can say I've run 62 before. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I never really look too much into my training. I've never, never really have, uh, because I've been uh, through my previous training groups probably for a number of years, a pretty ordinary trainer, but I can always pull it out on race day. Um, I guess it's more—I haven't done a lot of the hard grind races that I would have, or the regular racing I would have done in the previous. So it's more around just making sure that I can get it on nice rhythm, not being stupid and going out like a cut cap um, and paying for it at the end, and basically just trying to finish in a decent time where I know that I could have pushed it harder, but also possibly if I slowed it down a little bit, I could keep going for another, you know, 15k. So a really important hit out then for you, prior to the Worlds. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, um, I, I mean, I've never really used a half as a, I guess, a, a measuring stick um, before a race, this close to a race, um, but I think with the way my training's actually been going and the way my body is adapting to training nowadays, um, it has lifted me up like a, my last couple of races have actually increased my training. So if it's around, you know, I'm, I'm targeting sort of that 64-minute mark, and if I hit that, then I, I know I'm on for a pretty uh, quick uh, marathon. Excellent. Josh,
4: how are you trying? You're a ferocious trainer. Have you freshened up a little bit for this race, or do you see this as
6: more of a stepping stone to London? Oh, I've freshened up a little bit for this race. So so what, are you only doing about 300k this week? Or? No, this week could be about 100 miles. So Last week was 233, though, so it's 70k less, so it should be fresh and ready to go on Sunday. Right, so you said 100 miles, do you still work in miles sometimes? No, I don't, but 160-ish K, people say 100 miles, so we can interchange that one. Yeah.
4: So will that bring you up? So
6: dropping 70K
4: in one week, is that enough to, for you to be sharp and ready to go on Sunday?
6: Yeah, I ran a 10K PB on the roads a couple of weeks ago, off a similar week, so um, this will be my last hit out before Worlds, and kind of just going to give it a good crap out there. I love this event, I've run PBs here pretty much every time I've been up here, so um, as I said, I've got got a 10k PB a few weeks ago, so this will be a chance to kind of put it on the line in a half, which I probably haven't done before, and you know, if it comes off, then awesome, but if it doesn't, then you know, I've got bigger things to focus on. And
4: after you run and win on Sunday, we have a few beers, I know you love your beer miles, so you might might have a few beers, or are you off the beers until after the Worlds? Uh,
6: I'm pretty much off the beers until after Worlds, but if there's a good result or a couple of people having a couple of beers, and I might have a few last ones.
4: Right, okay. Well, we look forward to that. So there's, there's incentive for you to run fast. So our ASIC Half Marathon competitors will be out there having a crack, and then in a month of time, they'll be representing Australia at the World Championships. Would you wish them well? Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Melvin. Thanks,
3: Jeff. Thank you, guys. nowhere you, go. My heart beats slow, where the sun shines snow, it's the bread to my dough, it's love knocking at your door, do, saying
5: Welcome to Tell Me Your Tales. Thank you. Um, look, Thanks for your time today. Um, normally what we sort of do on the podcast we get our guests to have a bit of a chat about themselves and introduce themselves. So, yeah. you want to tell us a bit about Jess?
2: Yeah, no problems. Well, I was born in 87 in uh, Narracourt which is about three and a half hours south of Adelaide near the Victorian border. It was a fantastic upbringing, really active and um, a great community. Uh, we were all about the netball and footy in the winter and uh, in the summer I played a bit of tennis and basketball. Yeah. I guess um, in those sports I always did enjoy the fitness aspect of it, but I uh, dreamed of being you know, a netballer for the Adelaide Thunderbirds one day and had uh, all of my favourite players pinned up on the wall. And, <laughs> um, I started running I guess in reception or prep, uh, we had a school cross country and I was nervous sick for it, I just, I don't know, it was a bit of an unknown for me I guess and I uh, became really nervous and um, didn't enjoy the experience much at all to begin with but did find that I naturally sort of had this endurance and had success over the cross country races as opposed to the sprints and so I guess my running career just evolved from that.
5: Yeah. And at what point did you sort of realise that, well hang on, there might be a way to make a bit of a career out of this? Was there a particular run or event in time where it sort of really hit you?
2: Well look, I um, I had a girl, Nikki Donnelly, a couple of year levels above me and she did really well in cross country and I saw her make the state team and she went off to Canberra one year and then and Darwin and she'd come back and tell the stories. and. I certainly uh, became really inspired by Nikki and uh, our deputy principal at the school was really into the cross country so I think um, having them around certainly helped me but it really wasn't until 2008, um, the year of my 21st birthday, that I decided to fully commit to running. I'd been playing a lot of netball until then. Uh, In 2008 my coach throughout high school, Roger Pedrick, uh, resigned. And Adam Didick who'd uh, come back from Memphis, uh, he was a keen middle distance runner himself. He had an Achilles injury and was in rehab from an operation he'd had. He just decided to help out um, since my coach had uh, retired and uh, took on about three, four, five athletes. We came up with a group name, Team Tempo, and it all went from there. Adam said, you know, I reckon you'll be running marathons one day, and I laughed at him. I honestly thought that seemed ridiculous. It looked like a long way, sounded like a long way. I had only probably run eight kilometers max when I met Adam. So anyway. he he sort of picked it early that that would be my preferred distance and had belief in me and really uh, showed me the way. So, as I said, in 2008, it was my 21st birthday. It was an Olympic theme party, uh, the (laughs) night of Usain Bolt's uh, final at the Beijing Olympics. That kind of birthday party marked my uh, end of netball career and start of my running career. And uh, I'm really grateful for the opportunities that Adam has sort of opened my eyes up to because without him I probably would have continued to play netball, which I loved, but I don't think I would have gone as far with it. <laughs> yeah,
5: so play, play a bit of netball and do a few fun runs and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And so you've obviously had quite a deal of success with Adam. Um, how has that sort of relationship evolved over time in terms, of you know, the further you've gone along with your running, sort of what sort of things have you learned along the way that have really had a big impact on you?
2: Yeah, I've learnt a lot. So I remember in 2008 Adam said to me, um, now it's all good, you've been doing you know, two to three sessions per week throughout your high school years in addition to your other sport. I'd like you to start adding in some slow jogs on, on the opposite days. I was like, really? I was like, how long do you want me to go for? And he said, let's try 20 minutes. And I ju- went out for my first one. I think I uh, went pretty hard, and at 10 minutes I was spent, I couldn't go any further. I, I walked back to the house, and I told Adam, no, it's not for me. <laughs> like I just I, I found it really difficult, and he said, look, I've got a feeling you probably tried to run too fast. You know, Next time, I just want you to go really slowly. Anyway, it was a Wednesday, and I went to Sturt, where my brother was playing footy, to pick him up. And I got there early, and I was like, oh, "Maybe I'll give this slow jogger well. And uh, went out slowly, ran for the whole 20 minutes, and I remember just feeling amazing afterwards. I really did feel Which, like it had helped my recovery. Post-run endorphins. And, yeah, and so I proudly went to Adam and uh, training the next night and said I'd done that run, and he said, "Great, tomorrow I want you to do 30." Kind <laughs> of thing. <laughs> and uh, I started to see some significant improvements, and. My friend Madeline Heiner uh, touched base and said she was coming over for the Mother's Day fun run. Um, would she be able to stay? And I was like, Yeah, no worries. I might sign up too. And I ended up running, you know, a race I was really happy with in that fun run, and then went on to run the City Bay that year and got a huge PB. And just got so excited by, I guess, the improvements, and the progress I was seeing, and. Uh, that post-race and yeah, yeah, high
5: addicted to that yeah. high. <laughs>
2: and so that just sort of went from there adam was really smart in his uh, approach to training and has just gradually built up my mileage and intensity uh over the years to protect me from injury so again i'm grateful that he had that foresight and i guess intelligent approach so i didn't break down early on and have just been able to build the layers over the years and uh so getting that, those small continual um, improvements and that positive feedback really does help with motivation as well. Um, he could have really tried to fast track it and increase yeah, my you know, injury yeah volume quickly and I might have seen some dramatic improvements, but then you know, there would have been inevitably a big plateau or an injury to follow, so yeah. Uh, the things I've learnt really are about looking after my body and every time I've had an injury I've learnt a lot from that and also about my communication with Adam so that he can modify training when I'm not feeling quite right.
5: Yeah. I suppose one of the other things you now, you're a physio as well. Yeah. Um, how did you go combining your study for your physio as well as um, putting all that time and effort into becoming one of Australia's best distance runners?
2: Yeah, look, I, um, I'd actually always wanted to be a vet like my dad, and I finished school in 2005 and uh, was yeah, questioning whether I should go to Murdoch Uni in Perth to study vet science or to stay in Adelaide, and ended up deferring my studies in Perth and stayed in Adelaide for a year to study physio and really enjoyed it, so I continued on with physio. And in 2008, when I sort of started to really commit myself to running, I was already... Uh, you know in my third year of study and it's a four year degree so I was basically starting to up my running as I was finishing my physio so the timing worked out perfectly um, by the time I was you know heavily into the marathon training in at the end of 2011 and the start of 2012 I was a few years into working as a physio and uh, you know could adjust my work schedule uh, when I did make some teams to go overseas and uh, it's it's a great career because you learn a lot about your body and you can be flexible but it's not great to try and be your own physio i learned that quite early on i don't think i'd actually seen a physio or like been a client until late in 2012 Um, i'd just been managing myself until then and that involved doing some dry needling on myself and some (laughs) things that can be a bit risky when you so to have trouble getting the needle out, it's, it's, it gets a bit tense when it's yourself.
5: So it's some dry needling and it can be quite painful. Yeah. Have you, on us, as runners, I especially distance runners, when we start to feel a bit tired or get a bit of a niggle, generally the first person we go to see is Dr. Google.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, I suppose with your background, have you, and you've mentioned before that being your own physio probably wasn't a great idea, mm. um, have you had any examples of where it's not been a, a good thing and where it's really benefited going to see someone?
2: Yeah, I mean, Dr. Google can put your mind at ease in that you can sort of get an idea of what's going on. but. Yeah. What I've really learned and I've loved over the last few years, I've been working at PhysioSmart and um, Matt Heaviside, my current employer, is um, right into functional movement. And I've learned a lot about the importance of just moving well and having um, sound, you know, squat, lunge patterns and that sort of thing. And if, if you can get those fundamental movements right, that's the key. So sometimes finding out what you've got on Google, it'll say ice, rest, foam roll or whatever but you're not actually getting to the core issue so I think where seeing a practitioner can help is you can really see where there may be some imbalances where you're perhaps um, lacking a bit of movement control or strength or mobility in an area and if you get to the bottom of that it's going to prevent all sorts of injuries as opposed to putting band-aids over yeah, or you know old, putting out spot fires. <laughs> saying
5: prevention's better than cure? Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely understand. Um, I suppose now you've had a pretty big year so far, obviously an outstanding result at London, a big PB. Mm. Um, pulled up quite well. Um, world Champs are coming up quite soon and you're here in the Gold Coast for the half marathon this weekend. What does success on on Sunday look like for yourself, Jess?
2: Yeah, look, I um I absolutely loved the London Marathon experience. I um you know spent a week with Lisa Waitman and her family beforehand, Michael Shelley and whatnot, preparing, and we went into that race and really enjoyed it and came away with results um, we were really happy with. So I sort of spent a few weeks recovering and getting back into training. I hadn't initially decided whether or not world chance would be possible. It sort of depended on how I pulled up, and I'm I'm really looking forward to racing there in five weeks. So the Gold Coast for me on Sunday uh, is a fantastic opportunity to have a really hard hit out over half the distance um, against a very strong field. We've got a couple of US girls coming over and some very strong Australian athletes running, and, um, yeah, the pace will be on, and... um, I guess if you can run a really strong half marathon, it gives you a lot of confidence going into the full marathon. But at the same time, I've got to be realistic and realise I'm in a heavy training phase as well, and it's all just part of the process in in building up towards that marathon. So if I could run a PB or uh, you know place really highly on yeah. Sunday, I'll be I'll be proud, and uh, it'd be a nice little. Uh, Send off before I go to do some altitude training prior to the World Champs.
5: So, you head off overseas shortly there after Sunday?
2: Yes, yeah. Yep. Are we leaving a week later to um, experience St. Moritz for the first time? Yep.
5: <laughs> no, that's alright. Hopefully, you'll be cheering on the demons as um, they hopefully make their yeah. march towards the finals
2: it's been um, really exciting <laughs> as
5: a fellow melbourne supporter i know you have some family, <laughs> um, there but um hasn't it just been so much more enjoyable this yeah. year as opposed to probably the last few years of struggle
2: yeah look jack was drafted in 2009 and uh They've been through some really challenging times, Melbourne. Um, I won't go and list them all off, no, but avid change. supporters will <laughs> will know what the club's been through, and we've we've shared the ups and downs with them. So to be seeing the boys just playing with confidence and optimism, and you know, under the leadership of Goody and last year like Bruzy, it seems they've they've got a really positive culture there at the moment. And uh, I know Jack's enjoying being in the environment, and I just hope he continues to enjoy his footy and, and stay healthy and yeah. uh, <laughs>
5: When he went through his own injury problems, was that anything you're able, you know, with your background, able to help him out with, um, with his foot?
2: Yeah, look, Jack has a lot of support at the club and he, um, we certainly talked a bit but I think he liked to make family time you know the time away from talking about footy so we were really there just to chat about other things for him he had so many people asking about his foot every day so um generally we didn't talk too much about it Uh, but on the flip side he's really helped me through some challenges with injury i just I can go to Jack as if he's, you know, the the older brother, I guess. He's very wise beyond his years and has had a lot of experience. And I just love his attitude. Um, he's He's got some qualities that I really admire and I love just um, sitting down over a coffee for him and, you know, telling him that, you know, this is how I'm feeling and he seems to put it all in perspective and make me leave feeling really positive. So, yeah, I can't thank Jack enough for the support he's given me. I certainly don't think I'd be here, you know, uh, doing what I'm doing without that support. (laughs) Yeah,
5: no, it sounds like you've got a great relationship (laughs) to you. You know, look, being a distance runner, um, you've obviously going to complete some tough sessions in the preparation for the events that that you're doing. Um, What we like to do on the podcast is just, if it's okay, if you've got some big sessions that you've done and sort of what that looks like in terms of reps and splits and because there's quite a few run nerds that listen um, to the podcast and we all love our numbers so if there's (laughs) anything that you could share with us there that'd be great.
2: Yeah well I guess the one big session that I do prior to a marathon maybe three weeks out uh, is a three by five kilometre session and it's one where we'll do the first five kilometres five seconds slower than marathon pace. Have a few minutes of recovery, the next five K at marathon pace, a few minutes of recovery, and then the final one five seconds faster than marathon pace or as hard as I can go in the final yep. you know <laughs> K or two. And that session gives me a really good feel for marathon pace. It's fifteen kilometres in um, length or volume, so you're kind of you're getting a good solid hit out and you can practice gels and it's just a really nice like quite specific session that if i can nail that i feel really confident i'm going into it so i guess if if we were to talk about the marathon in london so i was looking at me trying to hit 328s for my marathon pace effort um Another long run session that can fuel me with confidence is when I do my two and a half hour run with a half hour to 40 minute pickup. Um, so it involves basically just cruising for the first two hours and then really working down to my marathon pace in the final half hour. And if you get that one right, you feel like you... Yeah, you'd be pretty happy uh, with yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> and then another, I guess if we were to talk about the session that I go to bed nervous about when I've got yeah. it the next morning, is the lactate clearance session I do. So... It's generally um, we talk in miles for this one so it might be one kilometer on and 600 float or it might be you know 800 on 800 float but you' basically your on is um, what is it I talk more in like half marathon pace for the on and then the off isn't actually that much slower so it's sort of a, a fart type session and it goes for 11.2 kilometers um usually like we'll do eight sets it's just continuous and you're basically building a bit of lactic and then just dipping below the line to give you enough chance to clear it and then you build it again so you're just sort of hurting for a lot of the run (laughs) wow
5: no it's yep definitely know that you've done something after (laughs)
2: that
5: yeah that's right. No, we've only got a few minutes left but um do you have a mantra or a philosophy or something that you sort of go to that um uh, maybe like those cold mornings those cold wintry mornings that you've got to get out of bed you remind yourself or maybe late in a race when you're starting to to feel it that you sort of go to to help you along
2: yeah look um sort of the word embrace i love so embrace the challenge embrace the opportunity it's something i must have said once to Chris Wardlaw years and years ago. So he always writes that to me now, like before a run. And it, it's just that idea of like, here's an opportunity, let's grab it. Um, yep, it's going to hurt, but you know, it's also an opportunity to do something you've never done before. And uh, the other one is, I guess, success is a journey, uh, is a journey, not a destination. So that idea of enjoying the process um, in working towards your goals, and certainly celebrate your successes, but don't see that as the. Def- the defining factor you know enjoy every step of the way there'll be sessions that hurt for sure but that doesn't have to affect your whole day like still make sure you're enjoying that feeling after your session and you know giving yourself a, a pat on the back I think some people can put a lot of pressure on themselves and think that it will all be justified on that race day and you know sometimes it just It doesn't pan out that way.
5: That that iceberg theory, sort of that race day is really only that top bit. Yeah, exactly. There's so much more underneath that's gone into it. And if you're not enjoying that, all those steps to get there, then you sort of, yeah, what's going on? Exactly.
2: Try to train with people whose company you enjoy. Try to be in destinations that excite you. You know, don't, don't compromise those things just because the race is, you know, the only thing. It's not. You've got to you know make the most of the
5: steps so yeah definitely well thank you very much for that all the very best for sunday thank um, you. i know i'll be cheering you on from the other side of the road as you go <laughs> back the other way but um look i hope sunday's a great race and look forward to seeing how the journey goes along not just to the world champs later in the year but hopefully to commonwealth games and olympics and all of that further on thank down you. the road i really
2: appreciate that thanks <laughs> you. thanks jess